Welcome to Try Not The Pod. I'm Leah. And I'm Mia. And today we are talking about the art of taxidermy. Why is it an art? I think it's an art. You've decided it's an art. I'm pretty sure most people would call it an art. I think I read about it. I mean, I hadn't really thought about it. Maybe it is an art. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, certainly if you look at the history of it, which I hope we'll come on to a little bit later. Yeah, I mean, originally it was a form of um, capturing something in its the way it was before the in advent of glory. photography. Yeah. Well, yeah, because presumably that's what you'd do. You know, you'd mount your stag's head or whatever. Well, yeah. Is that a form of taxidermy? Yeah, I think or so. Or is it only whole animals? No, I think the head of a stag is, is very much part of a, a taxidermy thing. thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I know that explorers basically used to uh, taxidermy animals so they could bring them back from voyages and, um, you know. So do you think they were trained in uh, not only fighting off pirates, but also in taxidermy? No, they had some really bad problems in the beginning with bugs and all kinds of oh. other bits and pieces. So I was reading quite a bit about it online and some of it was absolutely disgusting. So um, I invite you to, we can share some links actually, um, maybe on the social, about some of the grossness. Um but yeah, we're we're actually getting a little bit of ahead of ourselves here. So let's let's just let's, start. Yeah, should we go back to what what why we're talking about taxidermy? Well, should we start with saying what is it? Uh, that might help too. Yeah. So lead us lead us in this. Uh, so taxidermy is uh, the art of preparing, stuffing, and mounting the skins of animals with lifelike effect. Okay, so we're going to be undertaking a class at the British Academy of Taxidermy. We're going to be looking at taxidermying, can you say that? A mouse. Yeah, so it is specifically a mouse taxidermy class. Although it does say on their website, if you have selected mouse or rat, please let let us know a week beforehand if you would rather stuff a mouse. And I noticed that there wasn't actually a mouse or rat course. They were all mice course. So I think we should perhaps let them know anyway, because that if I have to, to touch a rat, I'm going to have a breakdown. So, so in the sense of, I think most people think that uh, one might have a breakdown because rats are vile. Um, Leah's breakdown is... is uh, quite different do you want to talk to us about uh rats oh my rat (laughs) so i'm gonna do this in the quickest space of time because um it is you know quite the epic tale but i was working from home one day um and i looked out of the window and in the gutter it was raining it was really really heavily raining I saw what I thought was a kitten, um, just like under a car, and I was really stressed out about this. So I went outside, and I was stood on the top of my steps. I was looking down there, and it was actually a rat. I realised it was a rat, and he was stuck in the gutter. He couldn't get out, um, and he obviously had like an injured, like paw. So I like went into the house and was like, "Oh my goodness, I don't know what to do." I kind of googled, "What do you do if you see an injured rat?" Um, and as you can imagine, an injured rat. 
get injured rat. What do you do if you see an injured rat? Yeah, because he was injured. You could tell that his paw was actually, like his foot was actually like broken. So he'd, he'd obviously really hurt it. So he couldn't get himself out of this. And I got some really, you know, terrible Google responses. And so I didn't know what to do. And I was in a bit of a panic. So I rang the council. I was like, hi, there's a uh, an injured rat outside my house. He can't get out of the curb. It's raining really heavily. I don't know what to do. And they were like, okay, so are we just basically suggest you put him in a bag and throw him in the bin and i'm like but he's alive and they were like oh right yeah he's alive yeah yeah we can't help you so i was like okay so the lady i think took pity on me because she thought i was mental and told me that there was a guy a wildlife guy who would you know perhaps be able to help me so i phoned him and he basically told me that he didn't really work with rats and that i was mental and by the end of it i just felt really sad so i went outside again i was like right i have to help this rat and he like looked at me. He like actually looked at me like, please just help me from my watery grave. <laughs> so I, I resigned myself to the fact, excuse me, I resigned myself to the fact that I was just going to save the rat. Anyway, one thing led to another. The rat kind of wandered off down the road and then he looked really, really bad. So he got out of the, um, he got out of the gutter, but he was just really, really exhausted by this, by this point. So he was just lying down and, and so I thought, right, I'm going to get him. So I got a box and a towel and I was really prepared to like rescue him. And I went outside and he was gone. Um, and I could obviously tell myself that he got away, like he made it back into the sewer, like he had a really good life. But um, I couldn't leave the house for like two days and I was like hysterically crying. So yeah, in short, it might be your rat. Oh my God. If if they gave me a rat with an injured foot, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. It really upset me. I think more because I was just like reminded of the fact that no one actually gives a shit about rats. And they are living things, right? I mean, they are living things, but you know, would you, uh, about a spider? Would you feel about taxiderming? I would feel fine about that. I'm not, look, I'm not, I'm not in the business of Maybe harming Maybe you can't taxidermy a spider because I, I imagine can. their bodies are a bit crunchy. Like you can't like. But you see them in the museums. Like, for me, when I think taxidermy... That's just a dead one. Oh, really? I don't know. Isn't it? No. Because it would just rot, wouldn't it? Oh, true. True, true. When I think taxidermy, I think of... Uh, in Brighton, there is the Booth Museum. It's just, like, really, really wonderful and strange, uh, tiny space that is just filled full of taxidermied animals. And just... Isn't there a dodo? There's a dodo. Like an actual dodo. There's an actual dodo. Well, there was. I mean, I remember it from a child. But it is, like, the most phenomenal place. It There's, like, as I remember it, so probably it's not like this at all. Um, and, you know, I'm talking, like, 30 years, so maybe they've, like, revamped it. I should go, actually. Um, maybe I should visit it. Well, interestingly, so just down the road from my old house in Angel, uh, there's a taxidermy shop. Shut up. Yeah, a shop that I think there's even a giraffe in there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. There's some big animal anyway, I can't remember. Maybe it's a big There llama. was an excellent giraffe in Exeter Museum. Um and we used to go and look at him. Gerald his name was. He was fucking brilliant. But he was literally like just the skin of the giraffe. Well, so this is what I'm intrigued by. So the four hour class will teach us skinning, preparing, mounting and preserving. Like an idiot, I kind of thought that you basically just got the animal, made a hole in it, like squeezed its innards out, and then just like oh. maybe filled it with something. 
I don't know what I was expecting, if I'm perfectly honest. I think... You've got to remove the bones, man. I mean... Well, no, I, I assume that the bones are... The bones are coming out. It's rigid. all coming out. I I get the feeling... Well, we're going to see. Yeah, no, so basically you peel off the skin. It's not that you empty <laughs> the skin. <laughs> you, <What>? peel... <laughs> you peel off the skin. Well, that's an appealing way to spend a Sunday afternoon, isn't it, Mia? So wait, so first things first is that we need to contact them and say, can you please provide us with mice? One week before. Okay. I've already put a reminder in my phone because of the rat problem that I've already disclosed now to the... What to the world? What, what do you think if they don't get your email for whatever reason? They do say they're very, very shit at email, so I will ring them as well. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Okay, but in the scenario whereby we are given rats, what are you going to do? Cry. I, and I'm not a crier, and I do not. I'm not scared of rats in any way, shape, or form. But I think this is still quite raw for me. I mean, I when I remember telling you about this, I remember even telling you. When I saw you or like calling you, having a, we don't often speak on the phone, but I've got a feeling we had a phone conversation and you just laughed and you were like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But I was really upset about the rat. I mean, I, I think any living creature in front of you looking at you, like asking you for help in that kind of like little creature critter way. Look, I, I get what you're saying because any, you know, you don't want to see any living thing that has been pain. In pain, you know, Or harm. But... I just don't believe that he looked at you and I was like, you looked at me. save me. From the gutter, he literally had no energy. You could t- he was breathing so fast and he literally just looked up at me. Like, you obviously can't see me doing this, but I'm like giving you the little, he looked up and he like tipped his face up and he just locked eyes with me. And I was just looking at him like, fuck. I don't know how to fix this shit. And the internet basically says... How are you seeing him? Sorry, but from your old house, you didn't have any seating by the window. No, I was stood at the window. So quite often when I was on the phone, I would walk around. Oh, I see. And if I was on like a really long call, which was really dull, I will meet the other people. I'll meet my phone. So I can literally walk about, play with the cats, like do whatever it is I want to do. I'm listening, but I'm just not, you know, slipping into a coma. And I was, (laughs) I was like up and at the window and when I was I was actually on a call and I really thought oh my goodness there's something under there maybe it's a squirrel or you know a cat or something sheltering under the car from the rain like this is not the rat episode so I just you know I don't want to talk about a rat problem but yeah so taxidermy so we may be given a rat but we're aiming for a mouse yes and so we- do we need to go there with designs? Like, how do we yeah. want to stuff it? Do we want it seated, stood? What <clears throat> do we decide that? Do they give us props to go along with it? Yeah. They do? So, yeah. So one of the things about this is that um, quite often taxidermy, uh, apparently, and I had no idea about this until I was uh, reading about it, um, they amp... I can't say the word. Fuck it. Amp... Amp... <laughs> fuck. Amplify? No. Amplifomorphize. What's that? Can you say that? It's when you it's when you make something human, essentially. Um, okay, let me see if I can just say a sentence that's sensible. So, we will absolutely be posing our mice in human-like positions. So, this is the idea. So, we're going to essentially be um, making them do something that humans would do. So, what's that called? Amplify? No, no. Amp- <laughs> well, why are you making? fucking say I've Jesus I've just reverted my whole conversation so I didn't have to say the word and now you're asking me for the word 
anthropomorphic. And that's to make a mouse in a human-like position. Not a mouse, it's anything. It's when you make anything human. On their website, they have some frequently asked questions um, around how the animals are sourced and whether they're killed specifically for the purpose of taxidermy. Because that was was one of my, like, (laughs) full-on things. Like, I was like, if they are killing these animals so we can, like, you know... Play with them. I'm not okay with that. Um, Yeah. So apparently they themselves are vegetarian and therefore, I don't know if that's a therefore actually, but they, um, we are reassuringly told that they source from responsible sources. Yeah. So for example, pet stores. I think they said um, pest control. (laughs) That was it. Yeah. Although pest control, does that not mean that they've... So I guess people have mice in their house and they don't want them and they I was must put down sort of poison and council pest control like a fox I mean the, yeah we're taxiderming mice but maybe they have foxes in their freezers too maybe they did uh, there's a lot of questions on there as well about oh is it okay if I bring my dead badger or something uh-huh. and they've actually said no because apparently once somebody did bring a fox and it wasn't a newly dead fox it was a fox that had been dead for like a week and it was absolutely rancid so they were like no you cannot bring your own pets like it's it's a no-go what if like my cat just died the day before i think they would do it I, to be honest would you want to skin ollie no i no. right no, so i think I, you'd give it to them and they'd sort it out for oh you. i see right okay yeah because yeah, skinning yeah. your own cat would be no, fucking just, some yeah. sort of hell wouldn't it would i be. told ellie that um i would bring home the mouse yes she went fucking ballistic like she was like i can't even believe you're doing this I can't believe you're going to put a mouse in our house. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, she was not up for it at all. Just a moose in our house. Yeah, not, it's not okay. Are you going to put the mouse in your house? Well, so my concern is over whether Ollie would eat the mouse. But I, yeah, I think so. If I've made this mouse, then... Uh... So the whole point is you're going to make this mouse um, take on a kind of human persona. So you're going to give him... A bit like Playmobil. No, what were they called? There was like... Do you not remember when we were little... There was like a mouse family. Sylvanian family. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. It's going to be like my little Sylvanian family. Yeah. Yes, that's true, but only one. So yeah, only one, Sylvanian yeah. Sylvanian solo. Well, I might need to go back and make a partner. Okay. So, essentially, you can have him skiing or you could have him sitting or riding a bike. They have some props, but they do suggest that you bring along things for yourself. So I've actually so ordered some them. tiny, tiny sneakers from Alibaba, uh, which are What's adorable. Alibaba? It's like a like online shopping from China. I think Korea oh, I actually. Right. Everything takes like five weeks to get here, and I'm going to knit a. T- excuse me, I'm going to knit a tiny, tiny jumper um, for the mouse, and I'm going to recreate Stuart Little. And I've actually found someone who who wants him, so I'm, I'm so making this to order. I'm like actually going to. Yeah, and I, I actually feel like the person who'll be receiving him is really excited about it. Yeah, so I might have to do some thinking as to what I want my little Stuart Little to look like. Are you are you going to also create a Stuart Little? No. All right, okay. So you're just going but for just, a generic mouse. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you could make... Um, You're quite into the pottery. I am quite into the pottery. So maybe you could actually, you know, have the mouse making a pot if you made a tiny pot for the mouse 
I don't think it would stand the firing, actually. Because how big is a mouse? I don't know. I think a mouse is about that big, stood up tall. Ugh. <laughs> what? what are you shocked about that let me just say that i did i'm gonna look it up now but i've actually just indicated that a mouse is a 20 centi- is that 15 centimeters that's know. like 10 centimeters no yeah how many inches is it i'm really bad with inches, I don't know inches. <laughs> okay. How, okay look you've basically done i'm saying a mouse is an iphone 7 yeah i'm let me look up a mouse in fact height. you i think you even did it a bit taller than an iphone 7. i did not it was iphone 7 height <laughs> don't try and make me out to be um, I think you probably did it an inch. I've or typed two. in the word mousist because that's how I felt you were making me. Hang on a second. Mouse height. Is that even a thing? Can you Google the height of a mouse? Yes, you can. I do love the internet. House mice have an adult body length of 7.5 to 10 fucking centimetres. Yeah, so that. What's, and a so tail now, length of yeah, 5 that's to disgusting. 10 centimetres. Uh, oh my I god. I think you can use the tail to like prop up a little seat so it's kind of like a tripod so it stands oh that's on adorable that is adorable well i think they stand on their own anyway they're dead i mean you can splay their feet out and just get them to balance yeah mine's gonna have tiny shoes so you like empty their feet of bones i don't know i this is the thing what they said on the website again which i thought was really questionable actually when you when you actually google mouse animal it comes up with rat animal what's that about <laughs> you love a rat though <laughs> oh i just feel so bad for it um i've just got visions of the last time i saw a mouse was with my uh in my bedroom and my cat was playing with it sadness i want a white mouse and i just don't think it's gonna happen i'm gonna get a brown one you are gonna get a brown one and I a brown one get... it's not gonna look nice to you a little so i might have to think about that i might dye him <laughs> bleach him no i'm joking um question so, well no question is how tall is an iphone 7 <laughs> is that so just that to close know. the loop on this well just so we know it what seven centimeters is seven iphone 7 height iphone 7 measures in at 138 millimeters tall so okay. that's 13.8 centimeters indeed yeah so oh my god! Less, so a mouse is less. Yeah, yeah. The mouse is smaller than I thought. Okay, fine. Okay, so that mouse is small, but its tail is as long as it. What? So one of the things that they say on the website, which I thought was really intriguing, was, "Can anybody do this? Like, I'm squeamish. I don't like blood. Can I taxidermy a mouse?" And they said, "Well, no. Of course you can't. Like, don't oh. be a fucking idiot." But they then went on to say, "Well, if you don't like blood, I mean, no, I'm Jesus sorry, it horrifies Christ. me. There, really." This is one of your suggestions. You put this up as a... as, a, as And a I was so puzzle. excited. I had no idea this was even a thing. Okay, yeah. But what they said, which is really interesting, is... Okay, if you don't like blood and you're really squeamish and you're going to be sick or pass out, no, you can't do it. But if you can walk past a butcher's... A, a butcher's window, yeah, If easily. you can walk past a butcher's window, then pretty much you can taxidermia mouse and they said and i think i actually put it here in our notes because it was just such a weird statement they said oh yeah we're told that if you can walk past a butcher's or stuff a turkey you should have no issues with a mouse as they're not that messy yeah and that's what they said in inverted commas they are not that messy basically you're just ripping out the whole mouse innards like it comes out like in like it's in a carrier bag or something i'm really not sure well i do stuff a turkey at christmas and I don't have any issues in, like, cutting up meat or, you know, like, roasting a chicken or... Did you dissect an animal at school? No. Not at all? 
No. Okay. I was sick for the dissector heart day. Right. I was gutted. I had the flu. So no, I didn't touch it. I think I probably would have thrown up just from the smell rather than from touching it. It's quite gross. I have thrown up in a butcher's before. (laughs) You're such a liability. (laughs) (laughs) Please tell me that story because honestly, why are we talking about my rat problem when you're throwing up in butchers? In this country? In this country, yeah. Recently? No, when I was little. What happened? Uh, I went in. <laughs> I went in with my dad to pick up some meat, presumably. Um, I, as soon as we walked in there, I could smell the meat and it made me feel sick. And I've never been a vegetarian, like, didn't have an issue eating meat. I just didn't need to smell raw meat. Yeah. Um, needed to use the bathroom. And as a child, my dad asked, you know, the butcher if his child could use the bathroom. So let me out back. The smell was even worse out back. I came out retching. They thought I had the flu and that I had whooping cough and I was coughing really badly, but I was actually like just really badly retching and opened the door and was sick. Wow. Yeah. But that was just the smell rather than because of like seeing dead meat. I don't, I, I'm with you. I don't really like the smell of meat, to be honest. I'm not, I'm not a massive fan of that raw meat smell. I, it's, I, it's that butcher's smell gets me in any country anywhere yeah. that it's vile yeah Do, but i would much rather that though than walking past the fish counter I, I literally to this day when i walk past the fish counter in the supermarket i have to like hold my breath so the fish counter smells vile of fish but the meat counter makes me want to throw up there's actually a i don't know if i can say this yeah i can there's a there's a meat and fish shop quite near where I work that has a yeah, very, right. very strong smell. That one smells vile. And in the morning, I honestly walk past it thinking, oh my God, why am I having to walk past this? Oh my God, I'm going to be sick. But I know someone who buys fish and meat from there and says it's very good. But to me, like fish and meat shouldn't smell like you're going to vomit. Do you know what's interesting? So I did a secret supper club in there. What's that? Uh, so they shut down the shutters one evening. In the front of butchers? Yeah. They it's had a, some, I think it was Chilean. Shut up. Chef. Same do place. A, yeah, do Next a, to the florist. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> do a six course taster menu. Mm. There was actually phenomenal food and I was really worried about going into a butcher's after dark. Of course um, you were. But they... Um, there were lights though, right? There were light, there were candles, there were lights. And oh it was basically, God. it was 12 strangers having dinner in this butcher's shop. Oh my shop. God, that's it was, it was phenomenal. I went with a friend. It was really good fun. Um, uh, I had a great laugh, great food, mm. but yeah, it didn't smell of butchers. Yeah, and this is the weird thing. I don't think it does. I've been in there once with someone else when they were buying some octopus. And I, it's quite specific, wasn't it? Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was in there and um, it didn't smell. But in the morning, as I walked past it, it really smells. And in the evening, when I was, it really smells. But when I went in it, it didn't smell. So that's I don't know what that's about. But um, yeah. Okay. So what are your? Do you have any concerns? I mean, if you don't really like blood, are you not? So I'm very squeamish. Right. I am very squeamish. So you're going to be. I don't given think a... I'd pass out though. You're going to be given a dead mouse, and you're going to be asked to do shit to it. So like, I've picked up dead animals. Like I said, my. My cat was quite a ferocious hunter. So I've had to, like, pick up a dead bird and throw it out. And... Do, okay, does that break your heart? 
Because I would oh, cry. It breaks my heart because it's quite sad. Yeah. Just I know what my cat did to it. Yeah. Um, okay, so you're not like, you're not completely, completely devoid of emotion. No. I just... Don't like rats. <laughs> it's not a rat sympathizer, are you? It's fucking like, poor fucking rats. Yeah. I'm going to start a charity, like Save the Rat or something. And any rat that's in the UK that's in peril, I will come and I will fucking save it. You're going to get a bunch of phone calls. Somebody has to. Like, someone has Save to. Save rats. No, not when you live in London and they're everywhere. I've never seen a rat in London. Actually, I, I haven't. I've I've but when mice. I see mice on the underground, on the it underground, absolutely very makes my day. They're so yeah. cute. They get, like, soot covered. If I could have one of those mice, oh, that would be amazing. Okay. But then I don't... I want it to be alive. But you can... So I might make a soot mouse. God. What about a chimney sweep mouse? Yeah. Oh, Make a little so chim- chimney sweep brush. Yeah. Chim chimney, like that kind of. Chim chimney, yeah, yeah. that kind of chim chimney. Oh, amazing. That would be really right. cute, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, I like that a lot. Okay. Maybe he can wear some overalls. Do they give us clothes? I, I can make you some overalls. All oh, right. Mouse. Okay. Some yeah. black ones, please. Black. Really? Well, that's sooty, no? Wouldn't you want colour with like little soot marks? Oh, yeah, that would be great. Mm, I think we need to talk about this All in more right. detail. Okay, so and no, so no real concerns for you then. Four hours is not long either. I mean, I mean, I I am a little bit disgusted at the but uh, just because from my squeamishness, like I don't I don't really want to peel the skin off something. <laughs> Do you, part of me? I mean, this is a totally different topic. You can tell from my like evil face, but like part of me does think that if it was okay and I wasn't going to be harming anyone, I'd love to be a serial killer. Like, genuinely. <laughs> so there is a part of me that is... No, that is sick. Please don't even say what you're going to say. Okay. <laughs> part of you is intrigued as to how you skin something. Yeah. Is part of you not? No. We're going to learn to do it. So it's one of the four stages. I don't. It think doesn't it... mean I'm interested in doing it. I think that's not true. I think you are interested in doing it. You suggested... Ta- oh, I didn't suggest that. I basically... What I want to come out of it is I want a taxidermy mouse that I've made. I don't want to go through the process. You could go and buy one from the shop in Angel. Well, no, then I haven't made it. So you do want to make it. But only to say I've made that taxidermy mouse. No, I am intrigued. Like, I... I don't know... I'm not going to be good with it and I'm probably going to cry, which is why I'd be a really shit serial killer. Doesn't say. Um... But we actually got a deal because it was you could book it individually or you could book it for two. Okay. And for two was slightly cheaper than two individuals. Oh, well, that is good so to I know. thought that was really nice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So but I feel like this is our first proper shared um, traumatic experience. I feel like this could be it. I mean, you're not great. You're feeling squeamish. I've got my rat issue. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to skin a mouse. Yeah. We, so yeah, it's one of our first shared feared experiences. I mean, I wouldn't fear, fear is a big is a big word for me on this. I think, um, but certainly it is uh, our first experience where we're both going in with some reservations about how we will cope. I've had a lot of negative um, feedback as well on this. Have you? Yeah. So when I've told people about this, people have been shocked, and actually nobody. Bar one person, actually, who was like, wow, that's awesome. Everyone else has gone, oh, my God, that's disgusting. That's the default position. Why are you doing that? Oh, wow. No, my reactions have been, uh, 
not just my own reactions, but um, of those I've told have been like, oh, that's really interesting. You might run in slightly more enlightened circles than I do. No, uh, also, so my sister might share the uh, serial killer thing with you. Mm. And uh, and she was fascinated by this. Uh, uh... I'm not a serial killer. I feel like that's really important uh, to say that. No, but you're intrigued by it. I am I intrigued by the... It's by important the... to say, yeah. uh, as is she, I think you're both as obsessed with uh, serial killing... Uh, podcasts as each other, but yeah. so she uh, she would certainly uh, yeah she's she's she thought it was an interesting one to be doing. There's something in it, I think, but we will see, and uh, we'll report back on you know how it goes. Will Mia throw up? Will I cry about my rat ratty raticus <laughs> as I named him? Um, find out in a minute. So if you want to find out more about some of the content and photos and links that we talk about. Don't forget to follow us on all of the different social media accounts or SOCH, as Leah likes to call it. Much to Ellie's absolute disappointment and disgust. So, yeah. So you can follow us on Instagram at TryNotThePod. We've got a Facebook group you can request to join, which is at TryNotThePod. You can email us. It's our favourite way for you to get in touch with your ideas and anything that you'd like us to try at TryNotThePod at gmail.com. And if you want to go the extra mile and you want to help us to create more content, you can become a Patreon over at Patreon. Uh, We've got a page there. It's Try Not The Pod. Um, There's lots of different tiers and loads of great stuff that you can get for different amounts of money every month. And we will be very grateful for your support in whichever way you choose to contribute. Don't forget that if you're up to trying different crazy ideas and want to share it with the rest of the Try Not community, you can also use the hashtag Try Not Tuesday. And please do tag us if you do try crazy things um, or there are things that you find that you think we should try. Um, We'll be keeping up on all of the the social and all of your uh, requests and ideas so that we can bring them to you uh, next time on Try Not The Pod. And we're back. Just got back from taxidermy. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Um, you can go first. I loved it. I loved it in a really non-creepy way. It absolutely blew my mind. So I think I was a bit apprehensive. And especially when we first sat down with this sort of mouse and scalpel and surgical gloves. So um, you've, got, you've, got to, like, you've got to stop. You've got to stop. So we got into this space yeah it's like a weird ass church oh that's where I also like (laughs) go and do other things I have a lot of warmth for that weird ass church it doesn't have a steeple (laughs) totally and utterly lovely building but I wish I'd have known it was going to be a creepy ass church oh I've not told you that no so when I arrived I was like wow this is some creepy haunted house (laughs) crap um and you know the whole gated community Bardy door. Yeah, I don't know, I didn't really think about it. Maybe we, it is a bit creepy. We ended up, first of all, going into a cafe area. Yeah, which I've never been into. Yeah. And then we were sort of brought into the room, and as we sat down in front of us... Was... Yeah. A little white mouse, a scalpel, a pair of scissors, and some gloves. So we were in a room of 21 people, or 20-odd, whatever. Each one with this, yeah, this little mouse sitting on a newspaper... So as soon as I sat down, actually, my heart sank. I felt really sick. I thought that I might throw up. And I couldn't imagine putting a scalpel to that 
maths. I, in fact, I was quite horrified and I don't, I don't think I wanted to admit to you because I felt like it was all my idea. And I also knew that we couldn't pull out of it because we had to do it. So I just didn't want to talk to you about it. So... Um, I, I was really horrified sitting down, actually. Really? Yeah. I was so fucking happy that it wasn't a rat. Like, <laughs> that was my first thought. I was like, I did send the email. I was like, properly prepared. I did not get a response. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I was I, I was so glad that it wasn't a rat. But I, like you, I felt a little bit of anxiety. Also, the ma- the mice, the, the, the mice, they looked a bit weird. Yes, because, so... Everyone had the same sort of white, I think, what, what are they? Al- albino mice that are used to feed snakes in pet shops. So she gets her mice, actually, I think she buys them online, but you can get them from a pet shop. So you taxidermy them from Frozen. And as a result, they look a little bit distorted or a yeah. little bit... Squished. Little yeah. faces aren't... Their yeah. ears look a bit wonky. Um, their hands and feet are a bit... Yeah. So it wasn't a great. Yeah, it wasn't a great. Well, when you first looked at it, it didn't look very appealing, did it? I was like, "Fuck me, that's an ugly looking mouse." If I'm honest, whether it was appealing or ugly or not, I was just horrified at having to cut the fuck off. Yeah, yeah, I was really worried about it, just because I am squeamish, and I just thought, "Oh, is blood and guts going to pour out? And just how's it going to work?" and I was, yeah, really quite horrified. But it's actually bizarrely respectful of the animal. So you you start by sort of pushing apart the fur to get a nice clean line whereby you are going to cut open the skin. And the skin of the mouse is quite thin. So you don't even go deep with your scalpel. You're sort of really just scratching the surface effectively. in order to to make this slit in the skin. And the skin really interestingly sort of pulls apart from the inside membrane of the body. So you you skin the animal in a really gentle, delicate way. And I I found it really respectful. Mm. Um, Yeah, it's a really good word. It it did feel really respectful. Like, I... It is not at all how I imagined it. So we had... I think when we talked about it before, like some of it on pod, some of it off pod, we were talking about like you know, squeezing the innards out or all of this sort of stuff. And it or like, the, you know, taking bones out of feet. and It was very much a, it, well, I think we said this well, but it was peeling the skin off it. Yeah, it? it was quite amazing because the, the skin really does come away relatively easily from what is an internal membrane that ca- covers the entire rest of the body. I mean, yeah. I, do, you know, I know nothing about anatomy or you know, anyone that does is probably listening to me and saying, what membrane, you know, what what the hell are you talking about? There's probably words for it. But it really felt like you could easily separate the skin from the the entire animal being. And um, and so it wasn't as harrowing. There was no sort of blood and guts. And yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't... I had a bit of guts because my... Yeah, you pierced yours. I pierced mine and some intestines <laughs> blew out. But... Um, yeah, I mean, it, well, uh, to be fair though, think of, thinking on it now, to take that skin off that mouse took two hours. Yes. So it was a very slow, gradual, and kind of almost procedural approach to it. And yeah, yeah, because you was... do it. You know, you start, you start at one end. You sort of move down. You gently do 
the legs, you do the testicles. <laughs> God, the testicles. We we both ended up with male mice. Um, so. the, the skin was quite hard to sort of peel away from, from the bull sack area. Bull sack. Oh god! Um, yeah. But yeah, so it, it did take. You're right. It took two hours to actually properly skin and separate the animal from its yeah from its skin. It was it was quite peaceful. I really I enjoyed peaceful. the process and the procedure. The only thing I would say, and there's me with my sensitive nose, was I really struggled with the smell. So there was quite a vile smell. Apparently, as typical of rodents, um, are are teacher Tonya um told us that rodents have a particular smell so I would lean in to look at the detail of of where I was sort of you know putting in the the sort of back of the scalpel to take the skin away or push the skin away and every now and then I'd get this waft and and I'd have to you know move my nose away quite quickly but I wouldn't say it was vile you are very very like snippy I wouldn't say it was vile like there was a few times where you like I could see you like recoil in mm. repulsion I'd say it was like m- like a mild kind of meh smell I don't even know what it is maybe just like gone off meat or Some, I don't know yeah, something and it was I guess as the mouse was like defrosting it maybe got a bit worse yeah there was a slight um, increase to that but I know it was horrific I found, like, actually, the the mouse part was far less disturbing to me than that girl who was... The um, one next to me. Yeah. So the class was, yeah, 20 people. Bizarrely, maybe it's because it's just after Christmas, there were a lot of mother and daughter combos. Um, I'm not sure that I'd use taxidermy as a way of bonding with my mum. Some of them were quite young as well. but The girls, yeah. I think I heard um, uh, the tutor actually mention that she has children quite young actually come and do this and as long as they're okay with you know a scalpel um and you're not re- you don't really use the blade of the scalpel very often do you you're quite often, no, no no it is yeah it, it, like it's more of a sort of you're pulling back the skin rather than cutting it mm. um i can see why it would be really interesting for children to do it there's no reason why they shouldn't do it but it still felt a bit weird to yeah, see it's a bit odd and yeah. then there were you know a couple of people like us just sort of friends that that went but the girl next to me had come on her own and was creepily interested I mean maybe she wants to be a taxidermist when she's when she grows up I don't know you know that's really actually um (laughs) condescending of me because I don't know how old she is and she is probably an adult already but anyway so she um she took very intricate notes and drew some very um bizarre sketches to I guess highlight what her notes were saying but but every word that the that the teacher spoke, this girl wrote down, um, as she was also trying to go along with the class. Um, and, and that mouse did not leave her hand, so she had it in her hand as she was writing everything down. She was writing. Yeah, yeah. It was a. I tried to avoid watching her and her manner of doing everything because I yeah I found it a bit creepy rather than with everyone else that was just getting on with it. Um, yeah, creepsome. But uh, so you spend the first two hours peeling the skin off and then the last two hours washing and cleaning the skin and then actually stuffing the animal so the animal is stuffed with wool uh, wood wool um, which you make a mannequin of your mouse out of this wood wool and um, thread Um, the really interesting thing about this was that you although you've got the skin in front of you 
it's full skin with the tail and everything you also have the perfectly skinned mouse Yes, which so, you use as your model for your mannequin. So yeah. you don't use your skin as a model. You base your mannequin on what the actual mouse without its skin on and that was looked like. That was slightly perturbing because you could see like its teeth, its eyeballs, the like, ribs, all its little like organs in its like clear body. But the guy next to me actually managed to huck out an eyeball. Oh, why? I don't know why. As he was taking the eyelids off? Potentially, yeah. So he just had this like little eyeball. It's like, oh, look oh. at this little mouse eyeball. And, yeah, build. Yeah. But um, that was that was quite... I, I didn't like that bit. So taking much. the face off? No, not the face off. Actually just look, having it on my like working space. Oh, the, the dead... The dead... Yeah, skinned she, she mouse. Was the skinned mouse, yeah. She kept calling it the dead animal. Yeah, you she kept that, yeah, yeah, she did. I yeah. didn't like that so much. Yeah. I mean, it is a dead animal, but yeah. um, it's Mr. Mousy's body. <laughs> what I loved, though, was that whenever she took the mouse from you, so we were all really delicate with the mice, mm. whenever she took it to sort of help you or do something, she just sort of, like, yanked it and just got the job done. Like, yeah. And it was like, wow, okay. Obviously, like, she's been doing it for a long time. But, yeah, it's really interesting because I, I was, like, so worried I was going to, like, break it and... Obviously. Or rip the skin. I think more importantly, because she just said, "Don't make holes in it." Yeah. So, yeah, where you don't know what what is skin and what's attached membrane and what's not, and but no. So the the second half is um, then yeah, stuffing the animal with this wood wool um, clay. So you actually make a mold of the mouse's head or skull with some clay and attach that to your wooden mannequin and uh and then you start putting the skin back on so you effectively you've got this inside out skin that you then like peel back over your mannequin so the part that I struggled with the most in the entire day was actually to do with the stuffing you have to put a wire through the mannequin body which then loops through the mouse's arms and the and then another wire for the mouse's legs and that you sort of thread this wire through the mouse's arms and palm and and effectively crucify the palm um on these wires and that I struggled with because you could see its little hand like opening up as the wire was pushing through and so that part was a little bit uh squeamish inducing or even actually before that as you're taking the skin off the only parts you actually cut of anything is uh you you cut the mouse at its wrists and ankles so its bones kind of stay in the hands and feet um so that was quite harrowing but then put it pushing this wire back through these these bony hands and feet was was a little bit a little bit gross but aside from that you know, so you you sort of rebuild this mouse um, and use the and, and and cover it in the skin, and you have to make sure that the the body that you've made is big enough to actually fill the whole mouse, which I think you really struggled with. Yeah, so I kind of got the head and I did the head and top body. I just like forgot that it had like a bottom body. So then I like I put it all back in. I'd like put its eyes in. And I'd like sorted it all out. And I was like, oh, it looks great. And then all of a sudden, I was like, shit, it doesn't have a knife any bottom or any legs or anything so I had to sort of like turn it half inside out and re-bind it all together that for me that was the hardest bit and I wish we'd had more time on the kind of forming the mouse shape and definitely if we were to do it again I feel like the actual skinning of the mouse I could probably do that in half the time yeah because I know what I'm doing I just work from it quietly whatever but I would want 
definitely an extra half an hour in the forming of the mouse. In the um, mannequin building. In the mannequin building. And, yeah. And, like, just probably, yeah, I mean, you definitely, definitely, I would have benefited if I'd have spent some time looking at the anatomy of the mouse before I went in. Like looking at how mice sit or stand or... Yes, yeah, because so once you've stuffed it and you've sewn it together, you then want to put your mouse into the position that you want your mouse to be in for its eternity. And that, you you used a word earlier on. Anthropomorphize. Yeah, so you, you obviously do that with your animal. You're such a bitch. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um but at the same time, you want, you know, where it now has no bones whatsoever and therefore the legs and the, the arms are based on this wire, you do still want to put the wire into the shape of what, you know, a, a hind leg, a, a, a calf and an ankle kind of look like. And without therefore knowing the anatomy of a mouse, it's quite hard to then recreate that. Um, so maybe, yeah, that that would be a bit helpful. Or to have an image of what you want your mouse yeah. to look like once it's stuffed. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there are probably lots and lots of taxidermy mice online. Yeah, yeah. Um, And if I was doing it again, I probably would spend a little bit more time trying to work that out. And I think just knowing where to pad, because you're actually padding out the mouse with, as you said, you build this kind of body out of the, um, the, like, the wood wall, and then you bind that with the thread, and then you're kind of adding clay to kind of give yes. extra kind of bulk or depth. Or yeah, so you sort of stuff the arms and legs with clay, and that's what you mould along with the wire to and have the shape that you wanted. That was getting really that clay into a tiny little mouse you know, leg, mouse leg or mouse arm. Yeah, that was tricky. So I'd like I would have liked to have slightly more time on that. But to be fair, um, we we ran over, didn't we, by about yeah. at least half an hour and. Um, again, like the, the the teacher actually said to us, even if it, we'd have run over by two and a half hours, she would have been happy. Know, she would have been to, happy to sort of yeah. So that we weren't we weren't rushed at all. Um, but I just think you know, it, yeah, it's the first time doing something. It's always a bit tricky, isn't it, to understand mm. um, what you're doing when you have no idea. Yeah. yeah, and and also you're trying, you know. You know the mouse is dead, but you're kind of like, oh, I don't really want to hurt it. Yeah. Like, you're shoving yeah. in this clay, and you're like, oh, oh my god, a bed doesn't like this. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the end product, and uh, you know, I'm keeping mine, and, and Leah is is actually really kindly giving it to a big taxidermy fan uh, friend of hers. Um, but I've fallen in love with it. It's it's now taken pride of place on my mantelpiece. Mister Mousy is, um, I think, absolutely beautiful. I've got such respect and love for it. It is so weird. I completely agree with you. I was like, so I actually ended up making my mouse smile. So when you come... How did you do that? Did she help you with the smiley mouth? I kind of just brought his lips up and like kind of the clay has given him this like little grin. He does. He looks like a cheeky little chappy. And it just made me so happy. Like I honestly just looking at it like, and that when actually we've missed a very important part. So you do, after you've done all of this, you sort of wash out the skin. You did mention that. Oh yeah. But you kind of wash the skin through a a series of different um, baths really. So just to clean it and then like rinse it off and then wash it. And then you use some other chemical that does something or other um very technical uh and then after you've done that you actually blow dry him oh yeah so this little mouse goes from being like a little bit skanky and a little bit kind of like you know we scraped all the leftover bits of mouse body from his innards and then suddenly you've blow dried him and he's the softest fluffiest thing and he looks like a mouse you're like 
can't really believe it, can you? It's like, yeah. it's unbelievable. And, yeah, I mean, that, for me, that was, like, quite incredible. And I'd, like, built him up and I'd stitched up his tummy and I'd, like, I was like, oh, my God, he's adorable. Like, he's totally adorable. Um, so I can really see, like, why people... I don't know why you'd necessarily get into taxidermy in the first place, but once you've done it, I would, I would do it again. I would maybe go for a bigger mammal. I would maybe get, you know, Mr. Mousy a, a life partner. I, I'd be intrigued to do it again. And it, it fascinates me. And therefore people that dedicate their life to it, it's actually out of a love of animals on some level. I think yeah. it's, it's, actually a respect for how wonderfully beautiful these animals are and their anatomy and how you can preserve that and I've I've yeah I've got an absolute respect now for the uh the art of taxidermy yeah see it's an art oh you've accepted it so we were very very fortunate actually that not only did we um have this fantastic tutor in terms of the, the the teaching of the course but um, Tony was kind enough to tell us a little bit about how she got into taxidermy and some of the skills that she had learned which really allowed her to be good at what she does and it was really interesting talking to her because she has a sort of fine art background she's done sculpture and she was also saying she'd done welding so she's obviously quite a um, sort of creative yeah an able person when it comes to like using her hands and I asked her you know what made you what made you do this and she said she'd been doing it for a very long time she grew up in South Africa on a farm and she had skinned animals so it wasn't a new concept to her but she's obviously very passionate about it and we she was really kind to show us her kind of workspace and Mm. oh my god like some fascinating beautiful creatures yeah Um, stunning stunning We'll, we'll we'll share a picture on the um on Instagram but just unbelievable we'll put some details for for her on there as well because she's got her own instagram account which is just great and um obviously she teaches in london so if you are um london based it will be it's an amazing experience i would wholeheartedly recommend it yeah definitely Um, definitely go visit in fact her her website which is www.madefromthedead.com um, and and that you'll find uh, all the details on on her and and her courses and and everything like that. So she does. I know that she does a, a squirrel squirrel course, and I am genuinely tempted I, to enrol on that. I would happily do that with you, yeah. my pod buddy. Amazing. Um, it, yeah. What did you hear her say that she's got seven freezers? Yes, and she, and she's at the moment she's got a foal yeah. as in a baby horse in one of her freezers that she's uh, about to tackle next week. She's going to do the sculpting of the um, of the, the mannequin for the foal to then be able to uh, taxidermy it. I mean, that is remarkable. It's it? incredible. But incredible. what I find really, really bizarre is that it gives mm. you a completely, well, just me, a completely new appreciation for what I've always considered to be this incredibly stuffy... Um, upper class country home you know private estate kind of hobby yeah not even a hobby because actually they wouldn't be doing it just a like art collecting collecting. yeah yeah and it just you just realize that actually whoever's doing this has to really really 
care about it. I mean, you're not, it's, it must take so much time. Five hours today. Five hours for a month. And granted, okay, I know we're beginners and, um, and therefore, you know, it was always going to take us far longer. You know, Tanya could probably knock that up in two hours or two, three hours. But every single animal you're doing takes a huge amount of work from the skinning to treating the skin correctly to making the mannequin to then, uh, you know, stuffing it and, and all according to its correct anatomical proportions. Yeah, and what she said whilst she was teaching the class was that actually the, the building of the mannequin is such an important part of this because it, and it makes sense because anybody could skin a mouse if they were given mm. some basic instructions. It isn't that difficult to do. But to, to create a likeness, to build something that you're going to wrap a skin around and have it actually resemble a mouse is not easy. I mean, did you look around the room? Yeah, yeah, there's some very funny shaped mice. I mean, you everyone know, managed it. Every, to be fair, everyone every did person. manage it. But even you know, I look at Mr. Mousy, and I'm not happy with his arms at all. But what's wrong with his arms? They're not really mouse's arms. They're kind of weird curved arms. But you know, so oh, that like that sort him. of demonstrates the fact that I have no idea what the mouse's anatomy is like. But you when was the last time you looked at a mouse? Well, never. Never, I, aside from inside Ollie's mouth. But. I love to look at them on the underground, but they're just like... You're never going to look at its actual individual arms. It doesn't stand arms. up like that, does no. it? I've never seen a mouse stand up on its back Stand and wave. <laughs> they're just like normally like sniffing around and running. Yeah. But it is, yeah, really cool. Really, really fun way to spend an afternoon. And the time flew by. I oh, right, and in two seconds it was done. Yeah. yeah, I looked at the clock and all of a sudden, yeah, it was approaching 7pm. I was like, what? what? I haven't even finished. Yeah. So yeah, no, it was phenomenal. It was, uh, it blew my mind. It was completely unexpected. And I am delighted that I was privileged enough to, to give that a go. There we go. So, taxidermy. Done. Done.